um, uh, white privilege. I feel like I have a lot of white friends that are cool, you know, and and I feel like we've always been friends, like on the surface, but any deep conversation about racism or any deep conversation about um, or to have anything to do with race, uh, it's funny. It's like a funny kind of topic to have because you feel like you don't want to offend your associate or your friend or your colleague. Um, but at the end of the day, they've had different um, they've had different situations, like different circumstances, different experiences, different everything. Um, you know, we grew up watching TV and for a long time we used to watch shows that didn't have anybody that looked like us in the shows and uh, we didn't think anything of it. We thought that uh, that it was okay and it was acceptable for us not to be nowhere around. Not a neighbor, um, not at the restaurant, not at the bar, um, not even in the place that they lived um, uh place that they would frequent, not even delivery people. Um, and we thought that this was, you know, we thought it was normal. We thought it was that it was acceptable, the fact that no one represented what we looked like. Um, it, for me, it wasn't until I actually saw the Cosby show where I realized that um, this family, even though they didn't represent my family in any way, but I realized that they represented a black family where there was a father figure, a father, a mother. Um, they were kids. It was three of them at first, just like in my family, there was three. And um, I related to Theo. I related to the fact that he had a flat top, and that he was the same color as me, and he had a full face like me. And I felt like this guy looked like me on TV. And... um and a lot of situations and things that I would hear his dad say um, or things that I've heard my dad say. And there was things that his mom would say that I've heard my mom say. Um, and uh, the fact that, you know, they were uh, sticklers about education and reading and, and school and the fact that they ate together and they, they went on trips together and they, they were together and they um, cared about each other's feelings and um, that they had black friends and family and grandparents that came over and they went out and they, they enjoyed each other. And I was like, damn, this is like my family. This is like my family. So the thing is that we grew up watching white people and white families and white culture and so much that we accepted it as the culture. And until um, we realized that there was black culture and that there was black stories and there was black things that were going on in the world that we could relate to, but we weren't shown, at that point we wanted to know more about it. So then when we started learning more about it, we realized that, um, that we weren't being represented in shows that were more popular, like where like Friends and and you know certain shows like that where there wasn't no uh, Steinfeld, just to name a few, where there was nobody of color, 
um, and, and you couldn't really understand that I know that we're around um, uh, in certain places, in certain places we're not around. But if, you're, if you have a show that you're showing people and you want everyone to watch, um, you want to be a little bit more realistic and, and not just say that it's just uh, a white story or a white culture or a white, a white situation or a white drama. Um, for years, there weren't any shows on TV um, that wasn't a comedy about a black family or, or anything to do with black people that were serious. Where, you know, we would show certain things about black culture, but then it would be, it would right afterwards be a joke about it. So it takes away from the validity of it being serious if there's a joke or, or, or a punchline or a giggle or something like shows like good times which which was really good and and um and and and, and um uh fresh prince and um uh um a lot of shows a lot of shows that had black families in it that actually started coming on but they were all comedies they were all like okay okay yeah yeah but it's a joke where the still the white shows that were on tv were dramas and there were shows about family and, and struggle but they were white families and they um, would show you how they white families stuck together and how they got through things but they showed black families or didn't show black families but when they did it was a joke um, and then we would get into the fact that there'd be shows on where there were there were black characters in those shows and those characters were only characters who had black problems. They had black problems. They, they, the family was going through divorce. Uh, father wasn't in their life. Uh, mother was on drugs. Um, they were poor. Um, um, uh, they lived with their grandparents. Their grandparents raised them. Is you know what what white society thought was black problems. So for a long time, white people would write what they perceived black culture to be and this was the stereotypes that we started seeing when we started seeing them so the Cosby show was a breath of fresh air for us you know now you say what you want to say about Bill Cosby um, but uh, he was a genius in his own right now his personal life he wasn't a genius at all he um, was, was a horrible person in his personal life and how he treated women, but um, um, as far as bringing black family to the forefront and saying, "Hey, they're black doctors, they're black, they're they're black lawyers," um, and 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 kids go to um, Ivy League colleges, and um, and money isn't a problem, and ownership and and stuff like that. They did we didn't see that before the Cosby Show. You know, so kudos to the Cosby Show. So, you know, for my first, my actual first podcast, um, my actual first segment is is to talk about um, privilege in, in black culture, white culture and the difference. And um, how when white people felt like, you know, we were getting jobs because we were black, they didn't realize that we, that was set up because we couldn't get jobs because we were black. So, you get it? Like... 
that's where that affirmative action came in place. Um, you know, I was raised with my mom and my dad. I was raised in a house. My mom bought a house when I was nine years old. Um, and we literally moved out the hood. We, we lived in the hood. And um, even though we were in a brownstone, but we were in a bad part of, of, of Brooklyn. And um, um, we had friends that were in Brooklyn that we would have grew up with. And um, the area wouldn't have felt any different to us because we didn't have anything to compare it to. Um, but soon as my mom decided, my mom and dad decided that they wanted to do better and, and, and be better for their children, they went out and got ownership and bought a house that they live until this day. Um, bought it in like 81 or something like that. Changed our lives. Made me want to buy a house when I was 31 years old. Um, made me want to live in a house and have my daughter grow up the way that I grew up, but even better. Um, and not have her want for anything. I'm not rich, but I'm I'm rich in in my thoughts, and I'm rich in my in in my movement. Um, and I am working on being rich, but um, you know, a lot of times, which is a state of mind. So then, if anything happens and you lose the money, your your rich spirit and your rich potential will bring you back there. Um, uh, black culture, black 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 lives, black. Black love, um, black finances, black black everything. Um, the opposite to white privilege, and how the world will satisfy them no matter what they do. You know, now not all white people are bad, um, but they know someone that is. They've been in company with someone that is. They probably have a family member that is um, racist, and the topic has come up at some point, so I know they relate to it. They just don't want to talk about it. And when bad things happen to black people, they feel guilty and they they get sad and they they they, they feel sorry. And um, even though you didn't do anything directly, you were involved indirectly, and you are a guilty party. I hate to tell you that, but you are a guilty party. Um, but anyway, that's that's enough for now. That's just a little bit of what's to come. There's going to be a lot of different topics. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about um, young people. We're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about money, finances. We're going to talk about respect. We're going to talk about what 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 melanin means. What the difference between someone that has melanin and someone doesn't. We're going to talk about the Bible. We're talking about the um, you know some of the things that the Bible says um, and how to take them talking about religion, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics. Um, my name is Drew, a.k.a. Drewski, a.k.a. Drew Down, and um, I got a story to tell. And for now, good night, guys.